Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. Drink, 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 drink. Yo, Anthony. Anthony, Anthony Holloway. You are the Chris Davis of, of women in San Antonio, I heard. You're 0 for 48. Is that true? Uh, it's actually 0 for 49 now with him. Um, <laughs> God Is damn, it really? Dude. Yes. He's li- he literally has a zero batting average. It's, uh, I- I'm going to be incredible. honest. I've never seen anything like this, especially from a, like a gigantic superstar. If this guy was a minor leaguer who, who would come up and then went you know, 0 for 48, then they sent him back down the minors and be like, all right, I, I get it. Young kid, needs more time unpolished diamond this is chris davis we're talking about he signed a mega deal how much was his contract uh i think it was seven years for 161 oh no and he's in like year three or four of it too man Uh, i look i i watched his at bats last night because they you know they were televising them (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they televise every single at bat now. So they were televising him to see if he would break this illustrious record, and uh, he did. And, and I watched his at bats. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real, Z's. He struck out on the fourth at bat, but the first three at bats were were all line drives to the outfield, at least. Yeah, he's hitting the ball hard. He's just getting unlucky at this point. Like he, I think one of them was to the warning track, right? Yeah, and and when he set the record, he was just, did you see him just kind of wave his hands at the. At the ground of like fuck this whole shit like yeah <laughs> I mean there's got to be a point of uh like holy shit I can't believe this is happening to me <laughs> like you're uh it's <sighs> like you're getting it's like you're getting punched in the face and you're god damn it when is this gonna end and then a second guy shows up and starts also punching you in the face yeah or, or you're just you're getting raped in an alley and um and then and then it's like after like you know 20 minutes of raping and it's like oh man somebody else comes and rapes you and you're like no and there's no way yeah how did two strangers just show up in this alley and just keep raping me this might go down as one of the most dubious records ever like ever the, of all time i mean I, I can't think of one worse unless you did it you know maybe in basketball well, no, there's uh, so Anthony Young, who used to be a pitcher for the Mets. You uh-huh. might remember this. I think this was like the, between the '92 and '93 seasons, if I remember correctly. But he lost 27 consecutive starts. Oh, that's right. I remember that. That though, yeah. I, look, I will say this: that's a team thing. Like, it, you know, if you're fucking players behind you, if if the eight behind you can't pull one out of 27 that's on them it wasn't like he was horrific every single game he got unlucky some of those games with 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 at bats or you know shots in an nba game when you're just missing that many shots it's on you that's an individual thing of like hey man it's a one-on-one sitch this is your fucking job you know hit the goddamn ball and with chris with chris davis there's no excuse for this he uh he fucking um his ERA that year in 93 right. was 3 377 that's not that bad he no. was 1 in 16 no, and I, the year before it was 417 and he was 2 and 14 it, he, both of and, those ERAs aren't terrible so no. again he just got unlucky with all of that <laughs> shit and it became a somewhat of a joke i remember when that was happening let me ask you this if you had 49 at bats in a major league baseball game do you think you could get one hit 
You're asking me? Yep. Like, like, uh, oh, yeah. if you went through yeah, spring yeah. training, yes. all that other shit, same as Chris Davis, do you think you could get one hit out of 49? Yes. Yes, I do. I think I could too, man. I mean, I, it's, uh, it's hard to say because um, I haven't played at that level in such a long time. But, you know, when we were, uh, like when I played American Legion baseball in high school, there were guys throwing ni- in the 90s. So it's, oh, like yeah, it's yeah, something yeah, yeah. I've never seen before. Yeah, we, um, we had, we had, a, we had a two guys you know, throwing 90s, and they both, you know, they both get drafted. So, yeah. I mean, it depends on who's pitching, obviously. If, fucking, if it's Verlander or somebody just uh, painting the black with fucking 97, that's going to be problematic for me. Uh, but you know if it's if it's some fucking hump throwing in the low 90s or whatever and he's he can't get his curveball over the plate then yeah i could probably get a hit off some fucking squat hump from the from the midwest i remember do you remember when garth brooks used to 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 do spring ball with who was it the men the padres oh the padres that's yeah the fathers that's right um yeah he got a hit like that motherfucker yeah, got exactly. a hit in spring exactly. training, so I don't even want to hear it. And he was what forty eight years old, you know, yeah, forty eight years old, and some uh, in perfect multiplier. shape. No, he was fat as fuck. Um, no, he was he was perfect shape for Garth Brooks. Well, yeah, sure, but I don't know if you really <laughs> you don't necessarily have to be in great shape to hit a baseball. I mean, print, remember print, Prince Fielder lit it up for a couple of years, and he was a fat piece of shit. Look, Prince Fielder was decent, man. He had a, a career-ending neck injury that he couldn't do anything about. But, yeah, I, look, Prince Fielder, fuck, memory serves me correct, he won the MVP. He won a – Yeah. He also won a, a home run derby. Like, he, he was a good player. He, he had a serious neck injury that forced him out of the game. But, but yeah, he, man. He was more than a good player. He was on pace for 500-plus home runs for yeah, sure. Yeah, but he I mean, didn't he, have any friends in low places, and that's what Garth has. So – yeah, I mean, you know, that comes in handy when you get neck injuries for sure. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, he's living his best life, by the way. I just, I love the fact that he got divorced, married <laughs> Trisha Yearwood, and, and both of them just eat all day long. Like, he literally married, <laughs> he married his twin, and he's just like, dude, fuck this shit. We're just going to, both of us are just going to be rich and awesome and fat yeah. and just eat as much as we want. And that's, I think that's real love. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. I'm going to be honest. They, uh, that, that's who I, I think Jared should have ended up with. Like, Jared should have ended up with someone like that, where it's just like, hey, man, just just keep it on the level of, like, someone near and around your weight, uh, maybe a little shorter, obviously, <laughs> um, but who loves to eat like you and then, you know, just do fucked yeah. up, disgusting shit. Like, I think that's that's the happiest marriage I've seen is Garth Brooks and Trish Yearwood, and that's that's yeah. And the fu- the funniest thing about that is that his ex wife lives on the same compound as the new wife. No, right? Oh yeah. So Garth Brooks lives on this giant compound. Uh, it's a ranch style compound, and he's got the main house, and and Trisha lives there, and then his wife, his ex wife, and the kids live in the fucking other house in the same. Really? That's I mean, you're yeah. literally describing Jared's life to a T. If he I would know, just dude, sack it's, up it's and really fucking similar. do it. He's, We've had this conversation before. What he needs to do is just find someone and say, you know what? Fuck all this bullshit. Let's do that. Let's both commit to eating until we look alike. <laughs> like let's eat until the differences between my face and your face are indistinguishable. <laughs> let's let's go as close as possible on on face swap and then when when it when it registers they don't even know what to do it just says exactly cannot read face too identical you know yeah 
<laughs> Why not? I want uh, him to be happy. Is that's what I want? So yeah, this, this I feel like I, this episode's dedicated to Garth Brooks. By the way, yeah. Um, we had a huge like game Garth. last night. We got a fucking hot show as always, dude. Um, I look. We said it last week. We didn't know if this would be our last. My bookie just keeps us around. Um, we I look. The tournament was a weird one, and we'll we'll get to it after the after the break. But uh, they've not cut the cord yet. My bookie, surprisingly. They have not cut yeah. the cord yet, and they're, they're our first sponsor, mybookie.com. <laughs> you can bet with us or against us. Um, I'm going to find the winner live on air here after, after uh, when you're reading the Black Rifle Coffee sponsors and see who won that thing last night. Somebody in the Drinking Bros Sports League, and by the way, if you're not a member, sign up on Facebook, uh, had Virginia, somebody else had Texas Tech, came down to the fucking titty into overtime. And we'll find out who wins that signed Christian Leitner jersey live on air today. But a lot of people were betting on the tournament with us at mybookie.com. And uh, look, it was a lot of chalk across the board except for this Texas Tech fucking mayhem. Um, But if you bet the under on every single Virginia game, you were sitting sitting pretty well. Except for last night, I think the under was 118. It was. They finally beat it. Uh, By by the way, they did not meet uh, the women's national title score, though. I want to uh, really want to put that out there. The women's game, I mean, the women's national championship, NCAA outscored the men by one point, um, which is a sad day for men. And that game went to overtime last night, so yeah, it should have been say, a lot lower than the ladies. There were twenty six points scored in overtime total. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah that's, and that's a lot. That's a lot <laughs> of fucking points in an overtime. Usually you're yeah, like five minutes. Yeah, usually you're like twelve, fourteen. Uh, 26 points is, is a lot of goddamn points. Uh, be, look, it beat the over. So uh, congratulations to them. Um, but go to mybookie.com. Yeah, I got to say. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, not, my bad. No, no, no. No worries. Go to mybookie.com and bet with us or against us. We're going to get into some NBA picks here towards the end of the show. Uh, first $100 doubles your deposit all the way up to $3,000. You double your deposit at mybookie.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS. To get that done, and then it'll look as soon as you type in the promo code Drinking Bros, boom, it automatically doubles your accounts. Um, next up, we got BlackRifleCoffee.com. D'Anthony, why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, Black Rifle Coffee is a premium small batch roast to order coffee company. Uh, you know, we do the uh, the coffee club, man. It's it's the thing. Like you, it's it's funny now that I look back on it. All these box companies that started back in the day, and I guess a, one of the big ones was Dollar Shave Club, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, they were one of the first that I can remember. <laughs> but now there's, uh, goddamn, there's like fifty different meat ones. Uh, Crowd Cow and fucking Carnivore Club. We had the, Carnivore Club was an early sponsor. That was one of our first yeah. sponsors. We had them for a long time. And then there's clothing, which we'll get to in a minute. One of our new, new sponsors, but <clears throat> nobody does coffee like black rifle does as far as subscription goes there, there's nobody out there that can fucking deliver you what, what black rifle coffee can deliver you for the price it's the best the guys in the in the marketing team like to say you can't get a better cup of coffee for the price and that's absolutely accurate i mean these coffees are grading out in the mid 80s and they're showing up at your door whenever you want you pick the day or you pick the ship time every month so it's always there in the amount you need plus you're getting 20 percent off and you don't have to deal with the hassle. I think um, I talked to the coffee club manager yesterday, and he told me that there's like 41 uh, companies on the on the club promotional list now, which means 
if you join the club, you log in, you go to the main page for the club. There's 41 companies there that are in our general industry, people that we know and like, where you can get discounts on their products too. So it's crazy. Man, that's amazing. Look, go to blackriflecoffee.com. I've had a subscription to them for two and a half years at this fucking point. Uh, I love it. They got K-Cups. They got, they got bags, uh, grained, whole beans, you name it. They got it. Uh, use the promo code SPORTS for 20% off. And uh, it's a one-time use. One-time use. Get on it. Next up, new company. New company. In with us, dude. Bespoke.com. No, it's not. I'm kidding. Uh it's boxofawesome.com, uh, but, they're by, but they're by Bespoke, um, which is why we love them. So go to boxofawesome.com. What is it? Um, it's, one of those, it's one of those companies, man, when you're fucking grinding away at the office. You don't, like, as a dude, you don't have like, time to think about style, your apartment, or fucking dop kits, uh, bags, all that other shit. Um, boxofawesome.com has got you covered. So I, you know, when we have, whenever we have a new sponsor, like I order it because I, I like to see it before I get it and make sure that, Same. you know, we're not selling fucking garbage here on this, on this whole shit wagon. You know, even though the show's a mess doesn't mean our sponsors have to be for Christ's sakes. So I went to boxofawesome.com. I needed, I needed a travel bag and I was like, Hey, I need a travel bag, dop kit. Boom. Shit was shipped to my house in like fucking three days. And I was on the road, uh, took it to LA they, they've got everything across the board from barrel aging kits to limited edition cigars, uh, clothes, fucking anything you can, you can use as a dude in this life. Uh, they've got it there on boxofawesome.com. Each box yeah, is crazy. under 50 bucks, um, but it's, you know, it's usually like worth more than like 100 bucks worth of gear in there. For sure. I mean, there's one, and you can see, I've, I've seen this one. You can see this on the main page when you go to boxofawesome.com. It's, uh, it's like a breakfast kit. So it's a bottle of fucking Bloody Mary mix, some flour to make pancakes, syrup, and a cast iron pan. Like a kit, basically, to make pancakes and have a Bloody Mary. It's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, they it's literally like, have, every, it's like, I would say it's like I, Ikea, but for dudes, for like cool shit, where it's just like, all right, great. Yeah, kind of. Clothes, travel, fucking food, beverage. You know, you got dates or whatever. Like, it's rad. Go to boxofawesome.com. Again, each box is 50 bucks. Use the promo code Drinking Bros for 20% off. Uh, and that's, dude, that's a fucking dill there. You're looking at 10 bucks yeah, off that dills, shit. Dills. Um, shout out to Bespoke Post. That's the name of the company who's doing it. Uh, for the, and and they, they've just got theme boxes for guys who just give a shit about life. Go to boxofawesome.com, yeah. promo code Drinking Bros, 20% off. Last but not least, ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. How was your screw last night, D'Anthony? Uh, I'm sorry? Your screw. Did you have a nice screw on a ghost bed last night? <laughs> you, there's no such thing as a not nice screw on a ghost bed, I got to tell you. Uh, even if you're with some fat fucking pig. <laughs> Being on the ghost bed will make you fucking feel great, buddy. Look, <laughs> boxofawesome.com will help you get the ladies. Uh, yeah. Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros will help you close the deal. It'll help you please the ladies. Yeah, please them ladies. Did you please your lady last night? I did, yeah. And don't forget about Roman ED just in case you need to get an extra hard boner. <laughs> That's a that's a free read for you, Roman. Every, everybody keeps uh, hitting me. I'm saying, dude, I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot. Oh yeah. I actually talked to, and I don't mean to interrupt Ghostbed's ad here, but I talked to the people who um, work over at Roman, and the fucking they love that commercial. By the way, did they really? 
Yeah, they think it's fucking hilarious. Oh, that's awesome, dude. I'm stoked to hear that, actually. Um, I, <laughs> you never know, man, when you read this shit. And, uh, and you're like, man, cool. Uh, I, I used it, by the way. Yeah, I used I I used the fucking Roman. I, we test out all this shit, um, so we tested out the fucking boner pills from Roman. They were great. Fucked yeah. on a ghost bed, uh, and I and, and I traveled with my 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 fucking box of awesome goddamn bag there, so it was great. And there was a bag of Black Rifle coffee in the bag. So literally, all four of our fucking sponsors today all took part in this sexual event. they actually did and that's a true fucking story <laughs> you get revved up on the coffee you're revved up on the coffee use the bag to travel where you need to go then you fucking take the boner pill and then you get on the ghost bed and you fuck until somebody gets hurt <laughs> go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros if you're military or first responder you get 15 percent off forever forever which is fucking awesome if you're a fucking regular human like myself uh you get a hundred dollars off a a classic ghost bed two hundred dollars off the ghost lux and that 7.99 bundle package for the for the fucking uh adjustable base um which is awesome man it's got usb ports flashlights 36 months pay as you go program no interest we we realize mattresses are a big ticket item they're not doing interest for you. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Let's get into that, that game uh, last night. Texas Tech against Virginia. I was not stoked about this fucking game. Some, some asshole in fucking drinking bros sports uh, was obviously a diehard Texas Tech fan. He was just like, this is the most exciting matchup ever. And I was like, no, the over-under was 118. You will never tell me this is mo- the most exciting matchup ever. It would have been Zion versus fucking North Carolina. That would have been the most exciting matchup ever. Yes, agreed. Uh, there weren't any uh, extraordinary athletes on the floor last night, so far as I could tell. I mean, there, a couple of guys put up points. Guy had a good game, and Hunter had a good game for Virginia. But um, no one was leaping from the fucking free throw line and, and jamming balls down people's throats, which is what I want to see. Same. And no one was, was ripping a sneaker in half. Um, and and th- whoever this asshole was, it was just like, man, I love a defensive battle. No, no, you don't. No one loves a defensive battle in football or fucking uh, basketball, especially in basketball, no, and I, for crazy. We, we, have, we have absolute fucking definitive proof of this because Patriots fans are the biggest homers on the planet. Yeah. Like, Patriots fans are like vegans. They can't wait to tell you that they're a Patriots fan, and that's fine. They're proud of their team, and that team's been very <laughs> successful. However, we were at the fucking Super Bowl, and even their fans were like, what the fuck is this slow bullshit? Throw the goddamn ball. Like, we're surrounded by Patriots fans this whole time. And these are people who are clearly on pace to win another Super Bowl. They've been there before. Don't tell me that fucking uh, people are excited about defense. Because we've been there. We've been to the games with the actual fans who were there and heard their frustration in real time. I don't believe you when you say yeah, that. Yeah, and, and look, we were at the Texas Tech. We were the Sweet 16, so we got to see Texas Tech twice, um, uh, you know, against Michigan and then whoever the fucking next game was, Gonzaga, I think it was. But uh, yeah. either way, but, but look, they were boring as shit. We walked out of that game, man. They scored 22 points at halftime. They just don't have any exciting players. And, and by the way, for any Texas Tech or Virginia fans, I'm not shitting on your school and I'm not shitting on on the experience of winning a national championship. If it were Ohio State, which is my team, right? I, I would be just as amped to win a national title, and I don't give a fuck how you had to do it. 
right? I, I just don't. You're national champs, and, and that lives with you for life, and congratulations. But from a fan perspective, <laughs> you want to see an exciting game with two exciting teams. Uh, you know, Ohio State this year, who, whom I love, is a boring basketball team. I correctly picked that they would win the first round game, and that was our Fight Club game of the week over D'Anthony. Um, and he ate shit all weekend out of a little tiny porridge bowl. And, th- and that's what <laughs> happened. I was with him in Los Angeles when this happened. I said we would lose the next game, which I was correct on. It was a boring team. I, I, they're, they're, a one, they're a one-win tournament team this year. That's what they were. Congratulations. I, look, would it would have been awesome to see them win the national championship? Yes, it would have. But it would have been a boring team that won. Uh, but So if you were Virginia, congratulations on winning the title. If you were Texas Tech, congratulations on getting there. However, both of these teams, I never want to see play again the rest of my life. And hopefully they're all seniors, which I don't think they are. Um, so, well, I doubt it because Texas or Virginia is uh, AP number one preseason already for next year. So, yeah, um, uh, and look in Vegas, they're already the favorite to win next year. I can promise you, they are not going to repeat as national champions. There's just no way. There's no way. There's no way in hell that's going to happen. You know, whoever these one and done kids are going to come in, uh, they're going to have another shot. I, you know, Duke. Look, they're losing, what, four out of five starters? They're all going... I mean, they're losing three top ten draft picks, basically. Three top five, probably. Maybe. You got we'll uh, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, and, and Zion going yeah. at one. Uh, that, that's, uh, that kid from Murray State's going to go at two. Um, I mean, you could pretty much, you know... You can pretty much say what the draft is going to be. They've got a kid... I, I was looking at the, the, the draft board. They've got a kid from Texas Tech going in the top ten somewhere. Um, watching that, you know, watching them in person, I, 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 no one looks spectacular in that team to me. Watching them last night, no one looks spectacular to me. I don't know who that is on the board that they've got, but I got somebody going there. Um, congratulations to the Sherm. I, I love these names when you get in these brackets and all this other shit. I've got to go find a guy named Sherm and, and, uh, and send him this jersey now. Uh, he won. He won the, uh, the the tournament for Drinking Bros. He won the signed Christian Leitner jersey, yeah. And it's S-C-H-E-R-M. Sherm. So we'll find out who it is and give him the, give him the Christian Leitner jersey. But uh, I'm, I'm going to read off his picks here, what, what got him to the championship and won it. Uh, he had Virginia winning it all. Um, but he did not have Texas Tech anywhere. Okay. Whatsoever. So he did he had Michigan State's moving on. Yeah, the Virginia was the was the key for him, man. Um I'm gonna go back I'm gonna go back to the standings here and see what's if he was up against anybody. I'm sure some yeah. There was look in our drinking bros league here, because we had like fucking two hundred entries this year. Uh which was awesome. Yeah, it was good. Um Let's see. There was a lot of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven Virginia picks. Wow. Wow, that's a lot. Uh one that's Texas Tech pick. Thought, yeah. <clears throat> so shot collar eighty three, man. I want to give you a shout out. You you pick Texas Tech. To win it all, I wonder if that's the guy that's been hazing us on Drinking Bros Sports and Facebook. Probably because he's like uh, he's in Lubbock, right? 
And just uh, from what I can tell, once they started winning in the tournament, that whole city just went batshit and started getting <laughs> fucked up. And they just sobered up this morning, probably. <laughs> well, he had, a, he had a bad night last night. I can tell you that. What did you, you think of that game last night? I, th- I thought, you know, like you, my expectations were super low. Um, as far as picking the game, I, my, my criteria would have been, if had we called the game on the air, it would have been the same as the last Texas Tech game, which is... If they hit their threes, then they're going to win, right? Right. Well, they didn't. I mean, they, they shot 33% from three, and Virginia shot 46%. That's the difference in the game right there. And uh, frankly, I don't think that game ever should have gone to overtime. Um, I, I don't either. Like, it, it was strange. You know, Virginia looked like they were in control, and then a 10-point lead just vanished. All of a sudden, Texas Tech is up, and I was like, shit, they're going to win this game. I thought for sure they were going to win that game, and then that kid from Virginia hit a three. And I was like, fuck. God damn it, man. Virginia, at like the last three games, so you go back to the Auburn game, which I thought was a terrible call Saturday night. Yeah, that was, well, I mean, the, the foul call actually I think was right, but the double dribble they missed would have negated that play ever happening. It, 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 uh, yes, it would have. So, uh, look, I look at two bad bad plays on that. I look at that double dribble call you could have called. I'm okay with you not calling a double dribble. It's rare. Whatever. There's you know a couple seconds left. You're trying to you're trying to get up the floor. I don't mind that. So if you're not going to call that, then don't call a fucking forced fadeaway three pointer from the very last inch of the floor in the corner. You know when a guy goes up to contest, and because I, I thought the shooter leaned into him too a little bit. I think th- I think both should have been no calls and then just let the game go. But uh, you know, it, it, to me, you don't call one without the other. So if if you're gonna miss that double dribble call, then miss the other one. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I mean that that's uh, that's a good point. I mean, he definitely affected the shooter. Like if you watch the replay, they their their hips collide right before the guy releases the ball. But um, like you said, it was a rush shot. It, it, to me, it's almost like uh, calling pass interference on a receiver or on a on a defensive back when the ball is not catchable. Right. You know what I mean? Like this is a wild shot. I'm not going to call a foul because you know, just because there was a little bit of contact. Yeah, I, I just I have a hard time with that, man. I, and I feel I feel bad for those kids from Auburn. Um, I know Bruce Her- Pearl is one of the most hated men on the planet, but uh, he he actually handled it with 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 dignity afterwards and was just like, "Look, man, get over the fucking double dribble call. I'm over it. The team is over it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. We're good." Yeah, and I was yeah. surprised by that because usually he's a fiery asshole, you know. Yeah, he's uh, he's not one to mince words. Typically, I just don't think he was comfortable blaming it on the refs at that point. Like he was probably just pissed off at his team because uh, honestly, that all that shit should have never happened. Like they had the guy trapped, right? And uh, the double dribble that he did, there should have been a second defender there in the fucking first place to collect that ball off his back or at least knock it out of bounds or something, stop that play from moving forward or trap him. Uh, but they fucked it up. So knowing the guy, I mean, I don't know him personally, obviously, but knowing his style the way I do, my guess is he was so fucking pissed at them fucking up that he didn't direct it outward. He's probably, he's probably uh, yelled a few times at some of the players for that one. Yeah, I, you know, and I wonder where... I wonder where Auburn. It, I think they would have won that game. I, I really do. If they if they would have gotten in against Virginia, I think they would have beaten Virginia in the championship. Um, you know, look, I called it. I think you picked Auburn in that game. 
Um, but you know, I said those I did, points yeah. were too high. Uh, I, I think you know, having watched that game, I think. Well, Auburn played Virginia, so that was that's, that's stupid. But um, you know, if they would have had another shot at it, I guess like. Fuck. The way that ended just left a bad taste in my mouth. I would have rather seen those two play again, I guess. But, you know, I'm not going to also bitch about a fucking overtime game either. I just, you know I'm a star fucker, D'Anthony. You know it. You know this to be true. You know I love McGregor. I love Deion Sanders. Like, I like huge stars telling people to fuck off, shitting on people, like everything. So... You know, even even the Auburn team, like, there's not that many exciting players, but Bruce Pearl is, you know. Charles Barkley's around the, the, the arena. They're always cutting away to him. Like, I like excitement. I like stars. Uh, they just didn't have a lot of star power for me in the, in the final four. I thought Michigan State was the biggest shocker to me. They look like shit. <coughs> yeah, they didn't look good even in the games they won, really, to be honest. Um, they, I mean, I... But they kept winning, you know, uh, until the final four. So who the fuck knows? Look, Virginia didn't look good in any of those games. They were down by 14 and a half to Gardner Webb, the 16 seed. And um, to start off, you know, Duke, uh, look, they Duke should have lost three of those fucking games before, you know, those those bunny jumpers and shit that they, you know, put backs and stuff. They were riding the rails that whole time. Yeah. So I I don't know. I I just this tournament wasn't wasn't my favorite to watch no same but i'm actually pretty excited about the draft um because i really want to see where these guys go like zion going to the knicks and there's a rumor that uh kyrie might be going to the knicks too um we'll see i, could, we'll I see look I, I could i could see it I, I could see it happening i could see <clears throat> durant also moving on i think he's tired of living in steph curry's shadow but do the Knicks get the number one pick? Right now, they're currently tied with, I think, the worst record with the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Now, if the Phoenix <laughs> Suns get him, you've got Aiton out there, and you've got uh, Booker, and then you've got Zion. Holy shit, that's, that's a squad. Yeah, but, I mean, if you have uh, you know Zion and uh, uh, John Morant from, from uh, Murray State, that kid could fucking shoot. And I, Devin Booker is one of the best jump shooters in the NBA. Nobody knows about this kid because he plays in Phoenix and he's like 22 years old, but he is a fucking stud. He can score. I mean, he scored 50 points in back-to-back games this year, right? Yeah, yeah, he dropped 59 the other night. Um, fuck, last year he dropped, what, 60 or 70 in a game? I mean, was, it, the, the kid's insane. Uh, Aiton is there. He's great. Like, DeAndre Aiton, they have some talent. You know, they just need one more piece. If they get that first pick... Um, and I know I know what a lot of people are thinking of, like, hey, Zion's a center in college. I don't think he's a center in the NBA. Um, you know, Aiton's a, is a, tr- a true center. And if you put him at the power forward position with those three, that's a that's a great young nucleus. You know, if he ends up, if New York ends up getting the first pick, uh, I look they New have, York they needs have, help all the they way have around. DeAndre Jordan, so again, he's not going to have to play center there, and I don't think he can. I don't think he could play defense against uh, a five, and he's lucky now. Uh, coming in as a probable four, that the league has changed so much because fours aren't Sean Kemp anymore. Fours are like fucking right. shooting threes and shit now. He can guard the perimeter. He's a pretty fast guy. Um, I don't think he could guard down low with his height the way that Draymond Green does with his because they're the same height, just about um, like six, 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 seven in that range. And who knows? He may grow. Right? He's only fucking nineteen years old. He may grow an inch or two, but. Uh, as it stands right now, I think he's at a severe disadvantage. Like his his wingspan, 
is I think six ten or six eleven maybe. So he's got a little bit of help there, but still, uh, I haven't seen him play any great defense. I've seen him pick off some weak side passes and and you know take it to the rack and dunk and shit. But that's not that's not defense. That's just cleanup shit. Yeah, and he, look, he's had some highlight blocks and, and things like that. I, I just those those plays in the NBA are going to be much harder to make when you're going against that type of size and talent. And I think you know, with his athleticism, you can get away with that in college, not so much in the NBA. But I I still think he'll be good, man. I I, I think he'll be really good in the NBA. But as a as a forward, not 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 as a five. No. So if if you know if a team is drafting him to be a five, good luck. Because when you go against these big boys, it is fucking over with. Imagine him against trying to guard Joel Embiid. Get fucked. Yeah, it's just or, not or the Greek freak. Get fucked. Or the or I or mean, fucking Anthony Davis or any of those guys. Really? Oh god, they would. I mean, just absolutely dominate that guy. Yeah, he. So he's he's got to move to a four, but uh, yeah, there's a way uh, to do break- it. I mean, what Draymond does that, uh, and for whatever reason, no one ever talks about this probably because they're talking about how fucking crazy he is but uh he does leg work like he i bet he could fucking deadlift the fucking building they're playing in at any given time so he can oh yeah he, he can stay down low with those guys for that reason like he's not an incredible jumper he doesn't have a huge vertical and he's not uh he's he's not the most athletically talented person on the court at any given time for sure but uh that that strong base man he he can fucking he literally fucking will stand in the post. I would have loved to have seen him against some of the old school '90s centers and see if he could handle that. I don't know if he could or not. Oh yeah, like yeah, like fucking uh, Patrick Ewing and shit like that. That would have been great. Yeah, Ewing or somebody like that. Definitely, no one could guard Shaq. So I'm not going to even use that uh, use that comparison. But like uh, you know, Ewing or fucking Olajuwon or 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 uh, any of those guys that were like like real power fucking centers. Yeah, I, I look. I, I just I don't think he's going to be that dude, but I, I think he'll be a good forward. Uh, we got breaking news here: um, the Bruins, the UCLA Bruins, have hired Cincinnati Bearcats head coach Mick Cronin um, to a six-year, twenty-four million dollar contract with UCLA. Wow, really? The Bearcats have been in nine consecutive NCAA tournament appearances, so. Hey man, congrats! I I don't I don't know what's not working at UCLA. If you go there, I mean, look, it's all Asian, and that's fine because um, I'm into that, obviously. Yeah, big time. But but uh, it's man, the, the campus is gorgeous. You're in LA. You're in Hollywood. I don't I don't know why they can't figure it out with their football and basketball teams. I really don't understand it. I don't um, either. There's a, a lot kid, of talent that comes out of fucking South Central Los Angeles. Oh, uh, there, dude, there's a lot of talent that comes out of California. That yeah. Mater D High School, you know, they're churning out every single player on that goddamn team is is a D one player. There's a lot of talent out in California. I don't know why they can't. You see, USC and UCLA just can't get it together. Look, maybe this guy will make a difference. Maybe not. I, if you can't get a, a young. <laughs> 17 year old kid to want to come play in Hollywood. That's crazy to me. You know, just pick them up out of the, pick them up out of Iowa or somewhere when it's snowing all goddamn day and just put them in that 76 degree weather for a little bit. How hard is that? Uh, good luck to them. Though. I don't know. This whole uh, process of them, it took them a hundred days to find a coach. That seems a lot longer than what it should have been. They were talking to Rick Barnes uh, as, as late as this weekend 
about the same as job. late as last night. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I what I heard was <laughs> that you know they had backed up the truck for Rick Barnes and. Uh, it was, it was down to Tennessee and and UCLA for him, obviously. And, you know, obviously he's at Tennessee. So I'm imagining in the next couple of days, you'll see some kind of crazy contract extension for Rick Barnes, uh, not to, to, to leave for UCLA. Well, UCLA was offering him 5 million a year. And I I don't know if Tennessee can offer the same amount of money, but, uh, Tennessee has been more competitive shit. They were, they went, they, they had a pretty decent run in the tournament this year, uh, Fucking UCLA did not. I don't know when, when's the last time <clears throat> that UCLA was had a deep playoff run, or uh, USC football had a a, a playoff uh, like a serious playoff contention. I don't. I don't. I think it was. It hasn't really been since USC got hammered with those <clears throat> violations before, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I want to say for USC it was probably the Matt Leinart days um, with Reggie Bush and those guys. Like that. That team was. Fuck, man. They were a dynasty. Um, they were fun to watch. The, the city was excited. I was living there at the time. Those guys were pulling pussy at Hollywood bars over celebrities where you're just like, dude. Like, Matt Leinhart was... He was fucking people from, like, the OC. Because, like, the OC was hot on MTV at the time. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about pulling trim. It was Matt Leinhart. And then Reggie Bush, man. He was fucking Kim Kardashian all those years. Yeah, big time. Should have got her. And then uh, after that, that sex tape dropped, uh, <laughs> Reggie's mom was just like, no, you get the, you get the fuck away from there. It's a, it's a curse, um, which ended up being true, man. The Kardashian curse is real. You, you can ask uh, Bruce Jenner's, you know, dick and balls for that, for that <laughs> answer if you need it. So you think his dick and balls were cursed and they just fell off? Maybe no. I, I look. I, I think they were bound to go. Um, you know, Chris, Chris, uh, Chris Jenner probably said, "Look, we're getting rid of those, Bruce. I want, you, I want you to put those on a jar for the ratings and for the family." And if you're out there, dude, and anybody's got a, got the the original Bruce Jenner dick and balls in a jar, please send them to PO Box thirty seven ninety three, Wilmington, North Carolina two eight four zero six. I would love to have that. As a as a mantelpiece, as just a, a dinner conversation starter, you know, like, oh, what is that? Is that pickled eggs? Nope, it's fucking Bruce Jenner's dick and balls. Yeah, well, uh, I'll tell you what: if somebody can find and secure that for us, we'll bring it on the road to all of our live shows from here until eternity. Um, so you can oh, get you can get pictures with the dick and balls, <laughs> um, and we might even Photoshop Hooch's face on top of the fucking the container. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, in Ted, <laughs> the guy had Lance Armstrong's nut. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, yeah, that good, was man. great. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want. I look. I want. Uh, I want Lance Armstrong's ball, and I want Bruce Jenner's dick and balls. Yeah. If he got him, I'm pretty sure he got him lopped off, right? Um, I actually don't know, but if I see him, I'll do the uh, crocodile Dundee bowling ball grip and. Uh, we'll please it out. do. Yeah. Yeah. Please do for, for science, wanna, for science. Obviously, uh, of course, look, it's all for science. Uh, I want to get into this, the, the sports gambling, man, how it's taken over. As you know, look, this is our first year doing a sports show. We're signed up with mybookie.com, And again, a hundred dollars all the way to 3000 is doubled with a promo code drinking bros, but people are betting all over the nation because it's legal in 50 States. There was a guy who actually bet that Texas tech game back in before the season started he put one bet in it at $1,500, and it would have won $300,000. Yeah. Now, as, as this got closer to the final four, um, people attempted to sell the, like, to buy the tickets off of him 
when it, when they got to the final four, the first offer was what sixty five thousand dollars. It was sixty five thousand in the Elite Eight, and then by the time it went to Final Four, I think it was a uh, hundred and sixty thousand or something. Des Bryant even jumped into the mix and offered him fifty thousand dollars. There's actually a site now that is out there who is willing to buy your bets if you bet something crazy. Because this 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 is what's weird to me, and you can explain this to the audience better than I can, Dan. Um, this it, it almost seems like the stock market where people are picking hedging bets for long term and then throwing some money down and then later on saying, all right, cool, we've gotten close enough. There's sites that are going to pick this these tickets off. Tell the audience, explain this to the audience. Well, I mean, it's basically like hedging when you're investing. So um, <clears throat> the best way to think of hedging is like insurance. So you think that this thing is going to happen, but just in case it doesn't, uh, you might uh, you might short the stock, for example, if it's a stock. Well, in, in this case, it's the other way around. So it's De- people like Des Bryant or these large uh, uh, gambling firms that say, hey, we think there's a be- much better chance of winning this now. It's not that much of a long shot. So if I can put down, if I can, if I can divest and put down two or three different bets, at 50,000 now instead of 1500 a year ago and the potential return is 300 to 400 to 500 if you're doing three or four different bets uh that's basically what they're doing they're they're, they're I, I don't know uh, a better way to put that um yeah and you know we did this early on in the year when we first signed up with with my bookie you, you know you and I put all that money on Clemson um, you know, cause they, they gave us a nice little thing of buy-in of like, try the website or whatever. We threw it all on Clemson at like six to one and it paid off like a, you know, a crazy amount of money, nothing six figures like this, but it was a really good chunk of change for us. And with the way that it's the way that sports gambling has evolved this, like this guy, he didn't he declined to be interviewed for all these stories cause people have known about him for the last two weeks and all he all he wants to be known as as an investor he said he knew what he was doing um and he spread around some of these big bets like 1500 bucks on a lot of these long shot future bets on numerous teams um and you know like a lot of betters man they like they're quiet the, the guy says look man i want to rename r- remain anonymous there's little upside for any sort of fame and there's a lot of of downside you know, and the downside is obviously like this guy could, you know, everybody's going to be after him to look for picks and all this other shit and everything else. But truthfully, if you're spreading money around like this guy, probably bet on like eight teams. Wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Probably. I mean, if you're going to I mean, think, think about it this way. Des Bryant was willing to pay um, for four teams because it was, I think, during the final four, <clears throat> basically. So he was willing to take a 25 percent bet. Uh, and pay fifty thousand for it. So, if this guy put up eight at fifteen hundred, what is that? Uh, fucking twelve thousand dollars. It's not that much money. But if any one of those paid off, then he's fucking you know made a hundred times more than what he fucking paid for because he's betting all these like hundred to one plus odd bets. So I mean, it makes sense if you have the money to do something like that. <clears throat> it's not a bad idea. And if you think you have uh, after this season, now that fucking sports gambling is is legal. Especially, it's legal on the internet. Um, it's uh, this whole other economy that we're describing right now has become part of it. It's booming. 
Look, it is absolutely booming. There's, there's no other way around it. Uh, you know, the previous largest bet they said was uh, Saints at twenty to one to win the Super Bowl. Somebody put eight grand down to collect one hundred sixty-eight thousand. Uh, and then the one before that, they're saying was the Vegas Golden Knights, which we were at the Stanley Cup last year, four hundred to collect three hundred to one. So that would have paid off at you know, shit. Uh, what one hundred twenty thousand? Yeah, one twenty. That's quick math out of me. Um, you know, my, it's it's funny, man, because it's it's Masters weekend, and my my dad used to do that for the Masters. So we would go to Vegas for Mar- March Madness all the time, and uh, he would he would hop on down right right before we left because uh, we would go to March Madness usually the first weekend in Vegas uh, with the fam, kind of bet on the games. Uh, but it was mo- mostly about just hanging out, kind of a vacation, drinking, eating, watching games because you know sports junkie, obviously. And right before we would leave Vegas every time, he would place bets on like four or five people, long shots, to win the Masters. Right. Um, and uh, one year, his, the, 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 the barber that he goes to in Atlanta won. It was like two years ago. It was Sergio Garcia. Um, and it was 12 to 1. And, the, you know, the dude put, I think he put $100, $100 down. But it I fucking pay off, you know? Yeah, I mean, if $1,200 he got. I don't know the Masters that well, um, but I know sports gambling in general. And I'll tell you, if you see one of these tournaments or an event or whatever it is where the front runners don't win that frequently. So, I mean, for the Masters, it's kind of hit or miss because Garcia won last year, or he won two years ago. Patrick Reed <clears throat> won last year, and he's... uh He's back in it this year, but he's like 18th ranked in the world. And then the year before um, Garcia won, it was Danny Willett, and he's like 80th in the world at the time. So if you can if you can identify people who are having who are hot, who play that course well, who are coming in hot um, a little while out, and bet on like eight guys with a couple hundred bucks each with these long ass odds, you have a pretty good shot at making some fucking serious money. It's not a bad tactic at all. No, not at all. And you know, look, I'm looking at, at my bookie right now on their their odds for the Masters. Um, you know, I, it, it's tough because I, you know, I was there last year with Patrick Reed when when, when he won, right? Yep. And that guy was b- boring as shit, by the way. Um, and uh, w- when he started climbing up the leaderboard, we were there. It was my father's 65th birthday, and it was like his bucket list item. And I said, hey, man, whatever you want to do, I'll take you to. And he, he'd always wanted to go to the Masters. So we grew up in Georgia. So I took him and, um, you know, we got to see him play and climb up the leaderboard and all that shit. Literally, everybody in the gallery turned to each other and was like, who the fuck is Patrick Reed? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know what the odds were on him <laughs> last year, but they, they couldn't have been that great because everybody seemed shocked that he was winning. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I tell you, I, w- I wouldn't bet on him this year. Um even though he's been playing pretty decent lately, um, because the fucking there hasn't he, been he a, won't repeat. There's no, no way he, there there hasn't been a repeat since uh, Tiger Woods in 2002 and 2001. And right before that, the last one was Nick Faldo in ni- 89 and 90. So that that shit that's a, this this must be one of the hardest events for a uh, you know an athlete to re- repeat in. Yeah, I mean, look, it's having been to that course, like in seeing the greens, man, they're so quick that it's like, oh, boy, I, you know, 
it all depends on what kind of day you get. You know, if, if it's raining, if, if it's sunny, that's going to change the conditions, obviously. Um, it, was, it rained the next day after, because we went on, on the Friday day, and then on Saturday it rained, and some of those players got fucked. Patrick Reed, look, he destroyed that entire tournament. He was almost like a wire-to-wire type of guy. But uh, looking at the odds here, um, God, man, I mean, these are... Freddie Couples is back in it. I mean, he's he's a long shot. That's you know that's never going to happen. But you know, like I'll I'll, I'll take a Martin Keimer at plus seven hundred. Like that might I, like that might come through. Yeah, I mean, the guys uh, I would look at are guys who finish tournaments well. Like people who make uh, people who have a couple of off tournaments, but when they are on, they're fucking super on. Those are the kind of guys that win the Masters. So uh, you know. That's the kind of guy I'm looking for if I'm going to start betting. Yeah, so look, if you're going long shots, and this is purely long shots, by the way. I'm not saying, I'm not saying these, these guys will win the Masters. Uh, I would look at the, if you're on mybookie.com with us, I would look at Charles Schwartzel, uh, plus 450. Um, that guy's always fucking solid, man. You'll always see him on the leaderboard at the Masters. There's some people that are just great at playing the majors and then yeah. shitty the rest of the year uh, long. This guy, Charles Schwartz, he's always solid, man, and he's always hanging around. And he's a plus 450, so if you're looking for somebody like that, that's fine. J.B. Holmes at plus 500, that's fine. Uh, Danny Willett at five, plus 550, that's another long shot. Um, yeah, who I would, mean, he, he won in, what, 2016, right? Yeah, who would have <laughs> a decent shot. I mean, even look at Zach Johnson, man, at plus 400. Like, that's a good bet. Uh, Chucky Three Sticks is at plus 400. That's another one, man, um, where you're like, all right, cool. These, these would pay out relatively well. Um, you know, going up to the, the top of the, the pops here, you start to get into the, like, Patrick Reed is plus 150. Um, and these are for top 20 finishers, man. I, I would throw a Charles, I, I'm going to actually. I'm going to put a Charles Schwartzel in there for a top 20 finish and tell my bookie to go get Booked. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's a lot of things you can bet. Uh, tons. Uh, you, you can bet round by round on this motherfucker, which is awesome. Uh, Tiger Woods, man, is at minus 250 for the for the top 20. How do you think Tiger's going to do this year? I, I don't know, man. I mean, he's, he's, he's had some flashes lately, but he still hasn't put one whole tournament together, I don't think. Um, Not yet. He's he looks close though. Yeah, I mean he's he he looks closer than he has in the past couple years. Like I feel like he kept coming back, and his head wasn't right or his knee was still fucked up. Um, But he looks healthy now at least. Um, So we'll see. I mean, if he can get his fucking mind right. But again, that that course is so fucked, man. I mean, a little bit of weather goes a long way there, and it really can fuck up your round if you're not. I know. know if you're not ready for that. It's a it, look. It's a tough course to play. Uh, if you're betting outright winners here, um, you know I like Dustin Johnson this year. Roy Roy McIlroy looks good this year. Um, he looked great towards the end of last year as well. Like it, it's, I, I'm glad to see him back. I enjoy watching him play. Again, I'm star fucker man. So I, I like a lot of these guys like Jordan Spieth, um, Ricky Fowler, pretty Ricky man. Pretty Ricky's got to break the streak eventually and win a major here. Um, he's got to win a Masters. Uh, I'd, l- I'd love to see Pretty Ricky win uh, Fowler, but we'll yeah. see. Uh, and then this fucking Brooks Kopka guy, man. I mean, Jesus Christ. He- he's won, what, how many majors in the last two years? I think three he's won or three, like yeah. That? I yeah. think he's won three. 
So I look, he, I would I wouldn't count a guy out like that either, man. He always plays well in the majors. Doesn't play well in anything else, but he plays well in the fucking majors. So uh, Jason Day will be there, of course, and uh, you know, um, God, I hate to say Phil Mickelson. He's not going to win. I saw him last year. Uh, he did win a tournament this year, but uh, and then Matt Kuchar. I will always eternally think of Matt Kuchar as just tipping that caddy five dollars this year. Yeah. It's funny. Or whatever the fuck it was when he when he won and just said, Hey, here's a clean five. Go on about your life. Yeah. Um enjoy yourself. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh I don't really give a shit about golf, to be honest. Um I, I you know what? I didn't give a shit until Tiger came on. Yeah, same. Um, I mean I, I when he was great, I was watching it just to see what he was doing. But I tell I tell you this, it is if you're uh between now and the fucking uh, NBA and NHL playoffs. If you're looking for something to gamble on, golf is very fun to gamble on, even if you don't like watching it. It is, man, because these long shots, like it's usually somebody weird who wins these fucking majors. And uh, yeah, man, I, look, I, I love it. I, I sit down, I get wrapped up in the magic. The music starts playing. Uh, Jim Nance comes on. I'm in it, man. I'm a I'm a fucking kid. If Tiger is leading going into the final round, I might try to sneak down there for that last round. That's only about three and a half hours away from me. Um, I th- th- could you imagine if Tiger Woods won the fucking Masters? I mean, the world and the internet would melt down to the ground. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, it'd be great for the sport, man. Um, I look. I'm hoping he wins. Whenever he's in contention, it's exciting to watch. And, uh, you know, I hope the rest of those guys are up there with him, Spieth and, uh, and McElroy, because uh, when those guys are playing their best, it's really, really fun to watch. When it's, when it's Patrick Reed out there who looks like a – Patrick Reed looks like a fucking bowler, you know? I don't get down on that shit. No, that's super boring. No. Uh, and if you are going to the Masters, uh, Benny Daniels there, a ticket guy. Uh, Benny Daniels down there this weekend, by the way. Um, if you are going there, or let's, say, let's just say you're hanging outside the Masters, John Daly, there's a Hooters – Right outside the Masters, maybe fucking 500 yards away from the Masters. Sounds crazy, but it's true. And John Daly usually parks an RV there and signs autographs all day. How drunk do you think he is? Boy, not only is he tossed, but uh, he's just burning heaters all day long. And he'll do whatever you want. Like, he's signing tits, dicks. Like, he's down for whatever, man. John Daly's still living that life. I drove. I like because I well, I didn't know about the legend of John Daly and that he was always at the Hooters. It's kind of like Pete Rose in Vegas, you know. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that he 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 always did this or whatever. And I rolled by that Hooters and I was like, wait, fuck, John Daly's there? Shit, I would have left earlier and, and raged with with him all day. You know, isn't isn't there some uh, restaurant now in Summerlin where OJ is always fucking spotted? Like the same place all the time. Yeah, there's there, there's a like a sports bar and grill that he goes to. Look, that he likes. I, I'm telling you guys, if you guys can just go, uh, I know we have a lot of fans in Vegas. We have Black Rifle Comedy. Oh, so, so by the way, we we did some some drinking bros found him and got it got got their picture with him. Oh, sweet! I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they posted it last year. And uh, they got a picture with the juice. Some people in Drinking Bros were upset. They were like, "Fuck that murderer." Um, yeah, look, we're not we're not we're not pro OJ over here. We just think it's funny, guys. By no, the way, no, no, we're not. We're definitely not pro OJ. And I and I also want to say um, he was he was acquitted. He was he was not guilty, and he's still looking for the real killer. Yeah, so. big time. You know what would be uh, great? <laughs> Did you watch that uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. biopic? 
Oh yeah, yeah, of course. All right, so, dude, I, are you kidding me? I lived for that shit on FX. Do you know? Do you know what would have made that way better? What's that? If uh, if instead of Cuba Gooding Jr., it was Hooch. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Hooch, just put, Hooch has got a fucking revolver pointed at fucking uh, AC's head and the Bronco. Uh, Hooch in the back of that white Bronco going yeah. to 405. That would have been amazing. <laughs> amazing. We, we got more breaking news here. Uh, Johnny Manziel has changed his name to John. Yeah, what it's funny. What the fuck is that about? I, I don't know. He was, he was doing an interview on Dan Patrick's show uh, yesterday. And he was like, so, Johnny, what's up? Or whatever the fuck he said. And he's like, actually, I go by John now. Just trying to make some changes, you know. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up, you idiot. What's the matter with you? This guy uh, is, that, like, is that real? Like, I, I thought it was a joke. So no, that, that, I don't know if he was kidding or not. I didn't listen to the interview, but I saw it. It was it was in the fucking uh, on ESPN this morning. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to read the quote here. Uh, he <laughs> says, uh, I have a little update for you. I actually go by John these days. So I'm kind of just turning over the page and moving forward a little bit. Yeah, that sounds serious. And he said, uh, Dan Patrick asked him if, if it means he was growing up, and he goes, getting there, I guess. God, 26 man. years old. Um, look, he got thrown out of Canadian football, obviously thrown out of uh, off the Browns, signed with the, the Memphis Express and the AFF in March, but uh, – well, the league was shut down, so we never yeah, really that, got to that see. Yeah, that whole league got shut down. That's like going to the airport. <laughs> it's like going to the airport, and you get a fucking notification on your app. Hey, this flight's delayed, and you go check out and see what it is. Like, hey, uh, what what happened? What's up with this flight? Like, oh, it's canceled. What do you mean? The flight flight's canceled? No, the whole fucking airline's canceled. Like, oh, shit. It's like Singapore Airlines, man. The whole plane yeah. disappears. What do you mean it's not landing? Wow, it's not landing. We just can't find the plane. Yeah. What? That, that plane's not going to land. Sorry. That's never happened before. Actually, it has happened before. This is the second plane we've lost forever till the end of time. You think it was aliens? No, I, I don't know, man. They, they built a... I, some, there, look, there's a, there's a theory out there that says that they built a, uh, a runway on, on some island and dropped these people off and they were there and I, you know, they were thinking about doing some type of ransom or something for them. Um, all I know is this. Look, they had, plane, they had people scouring the earth for those goddamn planes and those people. Right. The one, they found some of the wreckage washed up somewhere, so they think that it just crashed in the ocean. But the other plane, they have no fucking idea, not one single piece of evidence from it. I don't know. Uh, you know they turned it into a TV show for, yeah. I think it's on CBS, that manifesto. It, it's called Lost. Well, yeah, the the original one was that. That's 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 my theory. That's what I think happened. And you can quote me on this, by the way. I think that someone that was a huge fan of the show Lost uh, somehow hijacked this aircraft and crash landed it on the fucking An island. island. And there, he's in his own head. He's replaying Lost he's with all Jack. these characters. Yeah, he's Jack. Yeah. And, uh, I, look, I, I get it. On the Manifesto <laughs> show, what happens is the plane comes back five years later and the people don't, they didn't know that they were gone for five years. Isn't that just like Flight of the Goddamn Navigator, though? I mean, that, that's from the 80s, man. Come on. Hey, man. Uh, I, I, look, I'm, I'm not one to judge. Uh, did you see uh, Puig? Yasiel fucking taking on the entire. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that dude. He's he's. I said this in uh in the sports group the other day, but uh, Yasiel Puig and Draymond Green, uh, and Boogie Cousins is another one, and and guys like that. 
are only liked by the fans of the team they're currently on. Everybody Correct. else fucking hates them. Correct. Uh, and, you know, it, it's funny. So Chris Archer actually got a five-game suspension for that, and Puig only got two. Um, he did, which I, I was surprised <laughs> because Puig was the one that was like, fuck this, I'm going to take on the world here. Um, yeah, against all the Archer did was fucking throw the ball behind somebody who showed him up after hitting a home run last time. That's fucking baseball, man. we got to stop being – if if you're going to drill a guy or if you're going to throw behind him and you keep it below the fucking chin – uh, fuck it. That's baseball, man. You gotta, they gotta, they gotta stop fucking around. Like, like who, how many people are getting hurt, getting hit in the ass with a fastball? No one. Like seriously, man. There's a lot, uh, there's a lot of people at home who do that in the bedroom just to get off. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've got this paddle and I got to tell you, uh, well, we'll get into that later. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I was surprised that, that he didn't, that Puig didn't get more games. And I'm surprised now to see this just came out like 10 minutes ago that Archer got a five game suspension. I'm really surprised, but a five game suspension for a starting pitcher. That's one start. Who cares? Yeah. Who who gives a fuck about that? Um, And I think that's why they do it. It's more about the fine rather than the game amount. Cause you're right. A starting pitcher is only, you know, they're only going once every five days anyway. So it's more about the fine with that, but I was surprised uh, Puig didn't get more. You know, I got a chance to see him a lot. Uh, play in LA and you're right like if he's in your city and you go to the games he's fucking crazy and you love him but I I could see how every single opposing team hates the guy me personally I like his weirdness and I think baseball needs more personalities like that yeah so when I saw him do that I was like ah classic Puig yep he had a stint in LA (laughs) where he got robbed for like four weekends straight every single time he played a home game at Dodger Stadium and he on the last robbed. one, they, he, he ended up, like, getting so paranoid. He put cameras in all of his house, and, like, he released the footage of, like, the robbers in his bedroom stealing his fucking jewelry and shit. What the fuck? Who would break? I mean, that guy's a wild man. Who would break into his house? Well, they knew he was playing. <laughs> oh, I see. Like, during the games, you mean? Yeah. They Jesus always go Christ. during the games. There's no way you would show at Puig's house when he was there. That motherfucker yeah. would tear your face off like a wild orangutan. Yeah, he's 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 a madman. Uh, yeah, and he's a blast, man. I look again. Loved watching him play in L.A. I, you know, there's not going to be more than four Cincinnati Red games televised for the the rest of time. But yeah, uh, there's no reason for any of them to be on TV. Really, I mean that that team's not good. Uh, the whole city of Cincinnati's in shambles, sports wise, as far as the Bengals and uh, the Reds. Yep. Uh, let me get your opinion here on. Uh, there's most of the seeds are locked here for 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 the NBA. Yep. Uh, Milwaukee's locked into the top seed in the East, and we got Golden State obviously in the top seed in the West. Um, the West is completely locked, so we'll run it down here. Um, some teams still have one, two games left. Uh, Warriors at one in the West, Denver at two, Houston at three, Trailblazers at four, uh, Utah Jazz at five, Oklahoma City Thunder at six, uh, San Antonio, your your neck of the woods, yep, uh, is locked in at seven. Uh, they came on, man. They had a, they had a slow start. Good for them. They made the playoffs. Uh, and then the L.A. Clippers, dude, snuck in there. Yeah. I think this first round is going to be a little boring. Uh, I don't think Golden State will have too much trouble with L.A. Um, I think Denver and San Antonio is going to be a good series, and I think Portland, Utah will be a good series. But other than that, man, I don't know. I don't. I, Houston's going to fucking wipe Oklahoma City off the floor. And if they don't, then what the fuck? You know, it'll be fun to watch, though, with, with Harden and, uh, and those guys. Uh, there, there is still one game left, so they could flip-flop spots. If I'm 
I mean, looking at these standings, if I'm Oklahoma, man, I maybe tank one of these games so I don't have to play Houston in the first round. I'd yeah. rather play Denver than Houston. Yeah, Denver's one of those teams uh, that's super sneaky against certain teams. Like, they play the Warriors tough. Yeah. Um, especially in Denver. Like, they actually, I think they beat, I think Denver beat Golden State twice in uh, in Oakland this year. Um so they got they got a good squad. I, I would rather I, I agree with you though. I would much rather play Denver, um, just because they don't have that deep playoff experience. That a lot of guys on Houston do. Yeah, uh, you know Oklahoma City though, man. Paul George has looked great this year. You know Re- Westbrook averaged another triple double, which no one's talking about. Uh, it's his third straight year doing that, which is fucking phenomenal. Uh, he had a twenty 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 game the other day, which is the second time in NBA history <laughs> he did it for Nipsey. He did it for Nipsey Hustle. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Let me ask you this. Do you see anybody beating the Warriors out of the West? You know, maybe the Ro- like the Rockets have looked great towards the end of the year. If they can stay healthy, I, look, they were one Chris Paul hands, hamstring away from, from winning last year and going to the championship. Do you think Houston can take them this year? <laughs> um, No, not really. Um, like, I- I've been watching... <clears throat> I've been watching the Warriors for a long time now, um, since before this run started. So I started. Yeah, you're, watching them. you're from that area. You're a big fan. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I've just seen them. I've seen them in so many games where it was like, holy shit, they're finally going to lose, and then they fucking just play five to seven minutes of hard basketball and blow the other team out. Like it's that's how long it takes them. It takes them somewhere between five and seven minutes to completely end the game. Basically. And it's usually in the end of the third quarter. Like they'll wait to the last five to seven minutes of the end of the third quarter and just annihilate whoever it is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's a rhythm thing or if it's just like uh, bored. Ego. I think they're yeah. just fucking bored at this point. Where <laughs> you know you've won. Look, they should have won the last four in a row. LeBron snuck in there, pulled off that miraculous uh, victory. But you know they should have won four in a row. And now that they got Boogie Cousins. I, I look. I think they're going to win it all. Obviously, but uh, they're actually worse with Boogie on the floor than they are with him on the bench. They are, but I, I think it's it's for a different reason that than people are talking about. I think the, those players. I think they're all so close, and they love Boogie Cousins as a person. I think they're trying to get Boogie his money, and that's just my pure guess and speculation. Where they're making these extra passes into him. And playing a style of basketball that isn't conducive to Warriors basketball. And and it's simply just to fucking juice his numbers. So that way, you know, hey, man, thanks for coming. Thanks for taking the the minimum. And uh, good luck on your max extension that you're probably going to get in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have a bad year, obviously. Um, he averaged 16 points a game. That's not bad for considering the limited play in time. I mean, he... He uh he only played like twenty four twenty five minutes a game something like that. Yeah, he was he was on a minute count, and you know I just think those guys are cool enough, and they understand the business of the NBA well enough that it's like, all right, you got a guy with a torn Achilles who's coming back from from you know that injury. Let's let him show show off his best shit so he can get a massive contract. I don't think in the playoffs though that shit'll fly, and you know. They'll dial it down a little bit. I think Boogie's already made his money. They recognize that. This is probably going to be his last big contract. And uh, and I think they're doing it for him. And again, that's pure speculation. I have no idea. Um, we'll see. I mean, he's been uh, of late 
the games where he's played like actual minutes in, uh, he's been lighting it up pretty good. Like he's 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 I think for the last month is up around twenty points a game. Um, so yeah, you may be right about that. They may just be trying to pat him a little bit. I, I think so. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the playoffs here. Um, but uh, looking at this West. I think Houston has a, a like a you know an okay shot. I think it could go to five or six games. I don't think it'll go to seven like it did last year. Um, I think Oklahoma City is fun to watch, and they can make it interesting in the second round against uh, Golden State if they ended up in the seed that they're in right now. Out east, um, I don't know what's going to happen. To be honest with you, I, look, the Bucks won sixty games this year, <laughs> which is amazing. I mean, that's that's a fucking baller year for them i mean they're four games ahead of the warriors so milwaukee has home court for the entire nba playoffs so if they win and go to the championship it it is it's it's home it is a home series for milwaukee which is i don't think i'd I'd ever say that in my life Um, well i mean with with uh there shit man that that he is uh really really close to being the best player in the league very close I mean, it's it's hard to quantify the different styles. Like, it's definitely not LeBron anymore. Um, <clears throat> no, no, not at all. I, I'd still put Katie at one. I would put uh, Greek Freak at two in this. Yeah, you know, if, if I'm if, if, if I'm building if, a team, for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, but if uh, Greek Freak can, uh, he, if he can add some percentage points to his jump shot, then holy shit, he's going to be unstoppable, really. Because he's got the same height and length that KD does that makes him so deadly because he can just pull up and shoot over anybody anytime. Um, yeah, and he's also, look, he's also in in, uh, in Vegas, man. He's favored to win the MVP over Harden. Which I yeah. think, you know, I think he should, to be honest. I do, too. I do, too. I mean, uh, who's he's, the, who's he's the other guy year. on his team? He doesn't have a Chris Paul. I'll, I'll say that. No, I, look, it, he's got a bunch of role players there, which which is fine. Um, but in the playoffs, man, I don't, I just don't know if they can get get through Philadelphia or the Celtics. To me, out I, east, I, I think Toronto is their biggest uh, their biggest challenge, and I'll tell you why: because uh, Kawhi Leonard and Serge Ibaka are going to smother this guy. Like that's, I, I don't even know if they'll worry about how many points either one of those two guys score. Like, Abaka's already kind of a, a role player at this point in his career, but uh, Kawhi Leonard is a lockdown defender, and I feel like Toronto has a little bit more leeway uh, vis-a-vis letting him pull back offensively a little bit and focus more on defense. If Danny Green and Kyle Lowry are hitting shots, that's going to be super dangerous for uh, for any team they're facing, but especially for a team that's so centered on one player like like Milwaukee is. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, and look, I'm, I'm just happy the East is actually competitive because there's four teams, in my opinion, that can genuinely make the finals out at, you know, in the East. And this is the first time in years I can say that. I mean, yeah. you know, it used to be you can just go ahead and pencil in Cleveland or Miami or whoever LeBron was, was playing for, and that was it, right? Yeah, pretty um, much. With, with this Milwaukee team, you know, you've got Eric Bledsoe uh, as your point guard. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon's pretty good. But, you know, as you start to go down the, the, the line here, they picked up Pau Gasol late in the season, uh, trying to get him a title, you know, one more title before he retires. They got George Hill, man. Um, George Hill, shit, he was 
very miss last year on on Cleveland's team. Uh, but yeah. he's been pretty decent this year for them. They got uh, Brooke Lo- Lopez and Chris Middleton. Um, and then, you know, obviously uh, the, the big trade was uh, Miracic, uh, Nikola. So it's a decent <laughs> – look, it's a decent squad, man. This is uh, – if, they, if they're going to do it, it's, it's going to be this year. Because um, I don't know if he stays in that small of a city. You know, because – would you stay in Milwaukee for Christ's sakes? No, I mean I like I personally like Milwaukee. It's a fun city, but right. uh, it's if I was a professional athlete trying to maximize my brand awareness, there's no fucking way I would stay there. Um, I would be looking to go to New York or 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 L.A. Really, but not the fucking Lakers, and that leads to my next question for you which is can lebron draw anyone to la any of these fucking free agents or any of them like why run me through the thought process for someone considering that i mean there's not going to be a whole lot of max deals out there in places where you can become an immediate contender so and that's always the case there's always just a couple of those here and there um the knicks if they end up getting kyrie irving and drafting fucking uh zion and then they have, uh, you know, uh, DeAndre Jordan at center. That that's a pretty good lineup for somebody to go join as well. And KD might be the guy. Like he's, we we've heard rumors of him going to New York, but I I there's no fucking way KD's going to LA. No, there's just I, no I, way. I don't think any of these big free agents go to LA. And I think this summer is going to be a huge wake up call for the Lakers and LeBron in the in the future, because look, the, all these guys are on one year deals. The Lakers have the most money to spend out of everyone, you know, except for the Knicks at this point, right? LeBron is 35 fucking years old. To me, he's done, and you still have to, to live in LeBron's shadow and deal with all that bullshit and Le, the Le, Le, LeBron's garage that comes with it. Um, and there's like 13 dudes that are on that roster who are with him every game and all this other shit. <clears throat> he moved out there to have a production company, and that's it. Uh, I, I think he thought in his mind, man, I'll come to L.A. and everybody else will come with me because I'm LeBron James. Well, you're LeBron James at 35 now. And I don't think anybody wants to play with him. If, if he's smart, because, again, this is pure speculation, but I don't think anybody's going to come and play with him there. A long shot uh, would be a, a Kyrie Irving. You know, uh, They've had some conversations and all that other shit. <laughs> Uh, that would be a long shot of the two of them getting back together and trying to trying to rekindle that. But but, but Kyrie Irving alone going to L.A. doesn't change the Lakers. No in my opinion. No, it doesn't. Like, and, that's not that's not enough for them to win. I mean, it, they're they're rolling out Rondo and Caldwell Pope, who both are way well past their prime. LeBron James actually had a great year, like twenty seven and a half points, eight and a half boards, eight and a half assists. So he he put up his numbers. But and Kyle Kuzma's good, but. Uh, you know, you got Kuzma. Look, you got Brandon Ingram. Uh, Lonzo Ball may or may not be great. He's always fucking injured, so I, I have no idea um, what they're going to do with him. To me, if if they if the Lakers could have pulled off that trade with uh, for for Davis, right? Because Davis is going to get traded this this off season. The, yeah, the team sure. that's got the most assets to trade for him is Boston. Uh, second beyond that is the Lakers. And that's it. He's either going to one of those two teams or, congratulations, he's not going anywhere. Well, you know, I heard that if New York gets in the number one pick, there's some consideration being given to 
drafting Zion and then trading him straight up for for Anthony Davis, which would be uh, amazing. But do you want to give that up and risk all that? I I don't know because I think it's going to take more than just Zion. You're still going to have to give up somebody else. Um, you know, probably one well, or the two Knicks more number don't really one. Have picks. anybody else, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, yeah. I think think picks. about it that way. Like, if you have the cap space to sign Kyrie Irving, and then you have uh, two number one picks to trade for AD, who's what twenty seven now? Yeah, I think that I think I make that deal honestly. Um, yeah, I like I, I would be fine with that. I mean, to, to me, he's one of the best. Um, you know, Anthony Davis, AD is, is one of the best if not the best player on the planet, they put him on minutes after that trade bullshit when he signed with LeBron's agent trying to, you know, demand a trade to the Lakers. Um, I think that was Le- LeBron's best shot. And, and if that doesn't come through this summer, I think he's fucked. And I think that organization is fucked until he retires. So um, what do they do then? Uh, are they, do they talk LeBron out of the rest of his contract or, or how's that work? I don't know, man. Does he I, just stick around for the numbers? Cause he's not too far away from some, some career numbers at this point in his career. Yeah. And, and look, Jersey sales and all that <laughs> other shit. Like he still brings the stars out to the, to the, you know, to Staples center and all that stuff. So I think you, you kind of, you're kind of stuck with him, man. He, he kind of has to be there. Maybe in the last year of his contract, trade him back to Cleveland, let him play that out and retire there. Um, uh, but I don't know. I don't think anybody's going there this year unless they can make that that KD trade, which I don't think is going to happen. I think the Celtics will step up and say, "Hey, man, this team is not working the way it's currently constructed. Let's give up. Uh, let's give up fucking Jalen Brown. Let's give up uh, Gordon Hayward, and uh, and try to get um, AD up there, man. So I I think he's going to the Celtics." And that's my best guess on this one. LeBron ends up empty-handed and then just, you know, rides out the rest of these four years just, you know, trying to fix his hairline. That's super depressing. It is. Um, It is, especially if you're a Lakers fan. And look, I lived there for fucking, you know, 16, 17 years or whatever. I I love watching the Lakers play. I think the league is better when when the Lakers are winning, man. It's it's fun when Showtime's around. It's fun when you can see all those stars on on the floor and get excited about it. It's fun when you hear Laker girls. Like that's a blast when you're there. Um, and it's you know the, the, those night games are now. They used to be occupied with all Laker games. If you remember back in the day, that ten thirty game on the East Coast was always the Lakers. Now it's always Golden State. Um, and it's you know I feel like ESPN and uh, and TNT are just filled up with that late game of Golden State, which is great. I love watching Golden State play. But it would be awesome if the Lakers were 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 great again. But Unfortunately, I, I just don't think that's going to happen. So I, my prediction is uh, I think AD is going to Celtics. I really do. And what do you think that configuration is going to look like? I mean, is it going to be uh, like who are they going to have to peel off to make that happen? Because, I, I mean, from what I Jaylen understand. Jalen Brown, I, two, two, two draft picks, and um, I, I think maybe Keith Smarts and uh, Gordon Hayward, I think, you know, might get that deal done. Boston's <laughs> got a bunch of picks. The wild card in all of this for Boston, though, is whether or not Kyrie Irving leaves. So, yeah, that's what I was going to say. He seems super unhappy. I, I guess if you found out AD was coming to your team, that would change things a little bit. But then there's Al Horford as well. And what do you do with him? I mean, I, trade, him, I tra- trade him as well, <laughs> man. Put him in that package. Al Horford's old as shit. He played for the Hawks. Obviously, the Hawks are my team, um, which we'll close out on. But uh, I, next year, going into next year, there's some fun kids to watch, man. This this Luca kid for uh, Dallas, 
I think he'll end up winning Rookie of the Year. Uh, Trey Young put on a great show towards the end of the year. I was pissed when that trade got made. Um, I'm I'm actually pretty amped about it now. He really does look like the next Steph Curry in Atlanta, um, but they need a lot of pieces around him. Uh, hopefully they yeah. can they can do some some fun things this year. The Knicks will be fun to watch in the offseason because they have all this goddamn money. Um, I don't think anybody's going to Chicago. I don't think anybody's going to the Cavaliers. Um, the, the Washington well, Wizards are absolutely fucked. You've got yeah. Beal. You've got Beal and Wall under you know Max deals and and John you know John Wall just had uh, Achilles surgery. So there's a good <laughs> shot he might not play any of next year. Yeah. Or come back in like February, like a you know, like a Boogie Cousins, and um, you know they've got both of those kids tied up forever, so their money's tied up, and that's it. Unless they can trade Beal or Wall somehow, but that's a lot of that's a lot of money for another team to take on. Uh, Sacramento's got a good young team; they're going to be fun to watch next year. You know, obviously New Orleans. We'll see what happens with with who they get and who they trade for. Minnesota just seems like a lost cause, man. They've always had a bunch of great young talent, but those kids can't fucking do anything there. No, no one wants to, to play me, in Memphis. No um, one wants to play defense in, in, in uh, Minnesota. They never play defense. No. no matter who's been up there. No, uh, that, you know, that kid, uh, oh, fuck. Fuck my cock with the, with the cornrows um, who got out of Cleveland, was traded from Cleveland. Uh, Wigan. Wiggins, that's it. Um, you know, I I like how the owner sat him down before his max deal and was like, "Son, do you do you think that you're gonna play well enough to get this money?" Oh, yes, yes, of course I am. And then he's just been fucking mediocre. Um, yeah, and that's <clears throat> just a team of mediocrity. I don't know. I don't know what they do to improve that, unless those those kids find the magic formula for fucking getting inspired. Um, they have a lot of talent. It's just they never fucking do anything with it. No well, one I'm wants kind of to play excited about Memphis. No, Memphis sucks. No one wants to be there. I mean, it's it's not a bad city to live in, but uh, they haven't had <coughs> any success. Marcus Gasol was the last guy there who was actually a you know a fucking star, if you want to call him that. Mike Conley is a star. He's just a quiet star. You know, he, he, look if you if you look at his career, he's almost near Hall of Fame numbers, but he's not he's not a flashy player and he's not a blast to watch and. You know, he's he's one of those guys. You ever meet those guys that have looked 35 their entire life? Yeah. And you don't really know how old they are? That's Mike Conley. Um, Mike Conley Jr. used to play for Ohio State. And it was the same thing at Ohio State. I was like, motherfucker, how old are you? Um, and he was a freshman. You know? <laughs> he played Dr- with- Draymond Green looked like that. He's looked the same since he was a freshman in college. Yeah. I, exactly. But, like, dude, Mike Conley played with Greg Oden. That's how old Mike Conley oh is. Where you're just like, all right, cool, man. You've been playing for... You know, 11, 12 years in the league. Congratulations. Dallas looks, look, Dallas is a blast to play for. Um, they got Luka uh, there. That that team could do something in a couple years. The Phoenix Suns, man, I know they, they had a shitty record, but again, depending upon where this pick is, they were somehow able to get Zion down there, man. I mean, if they get either, Ooh. I mean, they're going to get, they're either going to get Zion or, or Morant from fucking Murray State. Either way, man, that's a fucking game changing player coming into that organization. And it is. The same thing is true. I'm sorry, go ahead. Does, does fucking Murray fit with Booker, though, is my question? Like, they're, they're kind of the same player. Uh, they're very similar players. Um, <clears throat> Morant is a little bit smaller. Um, and. They make me think of uh, of 
Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, though. When you have two guys on the floor at any given time, both who can fucking shoot from, you know, 28 feet, um, both who can shoot in transition, both who can shoot and uh, are active uh, on the floor without the ball in their hands, that's uh, that could be super dangerous. Although, I mean, at some point, somebody's got to fucking rebound and all this other stuff, and that's one of the issues they had this year. Yeah, so I mean, look, it, 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 they've got Aiden and they've got Booker, right? The rest of the team, you, you could, you know, let them, you can yeah. set them free off into the fucking wilderness, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But if you get a Zion down there with, with with those guys, with a true center, and then a power forward, and you got Booker at the point, that could be a really, really fun team to watch. But it just depends yeah. on where they end up in the drafts. Right now, they're currently yeah. tied with the Knicks for the worst record in the league. And let's face it, they're not winning the last two games uh, to no. try to spoil that shit. Um, quickly, we'll flip over to, to MLB. Um, we took a lot of heats. Um, I did. The big guy did for for our picks. Um, <laughs> so, so did you, by the way. Uh, I want to say this. I I, want to say this. The Yankees have 11 people on the DL. That is not my fucking fault. I picked the Yankees to win the World Series. I'm sticking with that. They have 11 players on the DL. Am I surprised that Troy Tulowitzki is on the DL after fucking three games? No, it wasn't. Um, But what I did say is this. They have enough home run hitters that it really doesn't fucking matter. And they're 5-5 and with 11 people on the DL. Uh, pretty goddamn good, and they're you know only behind the Tampa Bay Rays right now. And Gary Sanchez hit three home runs yesterday, so I'm sticking with that. The surprise has been the Boston Red Sox, and this is your call. Um, they're three and eight. They started off the season one and seven. Um, I don't know what the deal is. That was one of the worst starts in history. I, you know, uh, I, I think they'll bounce back. Obviously, it's still <laughs> way way early in the season, but I was surprised to see that. Uh, Cleveland's where we thought they were. Um, Seattle Mariners are ten and two. Yeah, that that's not going to last. I mean, <clears throat> they they just don't have a whole lot of pitching up there, and that's what's fucked up with uh with Boston right now. So David Price, he's pitched two games, six ERA. Uh, Evaldi's pitched two games, eight point one ERA. Chris Sales pitched two games. He's only pitched nine innings in two games actually, and he's got an eight ERA. Um, and then Eduardo Rodriguez has also pitched two games. He's only made it eight innings so far, and he's got a twelve thirty-eight year. That's what their fucking problem is. Yeah, right now. yeah. Um, and I, look, the Cubs' problem because I, I had Yankees Cubs World Series. They're three and seven right now. The Cubs need a goddamn bullpen. I I don't understand why you do not back up the truck for for Craig Kimbrell and get the goddamn deal done. Just get that. Just get that deal done. That is your closer. You are good to go. The rest of your team looks looks great. Let's just get some fucking bullpen and be on with your life. Well, the the problem with that is they're up close to the. I think they're fifteen million over the luxury tax already, if I remember correctly, and they're they're falling into the repeat offender thing now. So they're going to pay a fucking huge tax this year. But it's the Cubs. Who cares, man? Who cares? I mean, that franchise. That franchise is worth like $3 billion, I think. So who gives a shit? Spend the money. Luxury taxes for rich people, dude. That's a rich organization. Spend the money. You have all the talent there to go back to the World Series. Get some fucking bullpen help. You got the best closer in the business sitting out there with his thumb in his ass. Why don't you go pay him some money and get him going? Uh, the Dodgers have looked great like we thought. It's, it's, I mean, look, they got a good young team there. Um, they're they're actually really fun to watch, just cranking out home runs. Milwaukee's what we thought. 
Um, the Padres actually look really good this year so far, too. The Fathers. The Fathers look okay. Um, Manny Machado is, is, is there, and it's fine. But uh, uh, Milwaukee Brewers, man. Uh, Christian Yellick. Oh, and fucking DeGrom. You want to talk about DeGrom? Those two calls yeah. look money right now, don't they? Yeah. I, I, I really like uh, his first two games have been fucking crazy masterpieces like he he looks like as and you you remember uh when holiday won back-to-back um cy young awards he won that first one and he he like closed out september just fucking on fire and then he started off the next season on fire and i think he ended up with like a two six era or some shit like that that's what Degrom is looking like to me right now that motherfucker's got 20 uh 24 strikeouts in two games yeah yeah, man, he's he's incredible. Um, and you know, I, we both picked him to repeat as the as the Cy Young Award winner. Um, and he's he Jesus Christ, man! Imagine him on like the Phillies. Uh, I know because that you look the Phillies are missing some pitching. They're also missing some bats, but they they've looked good so far, man. They're uh, the Philly fans have been honest, man. They're they're seven and two, and they've been honest. They're like, we're gonna be champions. You're not going to be champions this year. Relax. But uh, Harper's look great. <laughs> you know I love stars. You know I'm a star fucker. Um, and I, 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 I root for Harper. I root for that kid. I like, I like watching him. Um, but that's, that's the early take on the baseball season. Uh, again, man, join us, join us and bet on the Masters. Uh, MyBookie.com. Go for some of these long shots, man. That's what I'm going to do. That'll be fun this weekend. Nice just to kick back, relax, and enjoy the Masters. Uh, for Danthony, Danthony Holloway, I'm Ross Patterson. This is Drinking Bros Sports. Good night, everyone. Mm-hmm.